Chapter Five of Aunt Jo's Scrap Bag. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Megan Kunkel. Aunt Jo's Scrap Bag by Louisa May Alcott. Chapter Five. Dandelion. Down by the sea lived Ben the fisherman with his wife and little son, who was called Dandelion because he wore yellow pinafores and had curly yellow hair that covered his head with a golden fuzz. A very happy family, for Ben was kind and industrious, Hetty his wife, a cheerful busy creature, and Dandelion the jolliest three-year-old baby who ever made sand pies and paddled on the beach. But one day a great trouble came to them. Ben and his fellow fishermen sailed blithely away as usual, and Hetty watched the fleet of white-winged boats out of the bay, thinking how pretty they looked with the sunshine on them while Dandelion stood clapping his chubby hands, and saying, as he always did, "'Daddy tummin' soon!' But Daddy did not come soon that time, for a great storm arose, and when some of the boats came scudding home at nightfall, Ben's was not among them. All night the gale raged, and in the morning Ben's boat lay empty and broken on the shore. His mates shook their heads when they saw the wreck, and drew their rough hands over their eyes, for Ben was a good seaman, and they knew he would never desert his boat alive. They looked for him far and wide, but could hear nothing of him, and felt sure that he had perished in the storm. They tried to comfort poor Hetty, but she would not be comforted. Her heart seemed broken, and if it had not been for her baby, her neighbors feared that she would have gone to join Ben in his grave under the sea. Dandelion didn't understand why everyone was so sad, and why his father stayed away so long. But he never lost his cheerfulness, never gave up hoping or stopped saying, with a contented smile, Daddy tummin' soon. The sunshiny little face was Hetty's only comfort. The sight of the fuzzy yellow head bobbing around the house alone made it endurable, and the touch of the loving baby hands kept her from the despair which made her long to end her sorrow in the sea. People don't believe in fairies nowadays. Nevertheless, good spirits still exist, and help us in our times of trouble, better even than the little people we used to read about. One of these household spirits is called love, and it took the shape of dandelion to comfort poor Hetty. Another is called labor. A beautiful happy spirit this is, and it did its part so well that there was little time for bitter thoughts or vain regrets, for Hetty's spinning wheel must go in order to earn bread for dandelion, whose mouth was always ready for food like a hungry bird's. Busy hummed the wheel, and as it flew, it seemed to catch an echo of the baby's cheerful song, saying over and over, Daddy's tummin' soon! Till Hetty stopped crying as she worked, and listen to the cheerful whirr. Yes, I shall see my good Ben again, if I wait patiently. Baby takes comfort in saying that, and I will too, though the poor dear will get tired of it soon, she said. But Dandelion didn't get tired. He firmly believed what he said, and nothing could change his mind. He had been much troubled at seeing the boat laid up on the beach all broken and dismantled, but his little mind couldn't take in the idea of shipwreck and death. So, after thinking it over, he decided that Daddy was waiting somewhere for a new boat to be sent to bring him home. This idea was so strong that the child gathered together his store of toy boats, for he had many, as they were his favorite plaything, and launched them, one after another, telling him to find his father and bring him home. As Dandelion was not allowed to play on the beach except at low tide, the little boat sailed safely away on the receding waves, and the child was sure that some of them would get safely into the distant port where Daddy was waiting. All the boats were launched at last, all sailed bravely away, but none came back, and little Dandy was much disappointed. 
He babbled about it to himself, told the peeps in the horseshoes, the snails and the lobsters of his trouble, begged the gulls to fly away and find Daddy. And every windy night, when the sea dashed on the shore and the shutters rattled, he would want the lamp put in the window, as it used to be when they expected Ben, and tried to make the home look cheerful, even before he got there. Hetty used to humor the child, though it made her heart ache to know that the light shone in vain. At such times Dandy would prance about the room in his little shirt, and talk about Daddy as happily as if long months had not passed without bringing him back. When fairly in his big, old-fashioned cradle the boy would lie, looking more like a dandelion than ever, in his yellow flannel nightgown playing with his toes, or rocking himself to and fro, calling the cradle his boat, and blithely telling his mother that he was sailing, far away to find Daddy. When tired of play, he lay still and asked her to sing to him. She had no heart for the gay old sea songs she used to sing for lullabies, so she sung hymns in her soft, motherly voice, till the blue eyes closed and the golden head lay still, looking so pretty, with a circle of bright hair above the rosy face. "'My little saint,' Hetty called him, and though she often wept sadly as she watched him, the bitterness of her grief passed away, and a patient hope came to her, for the child's firm faith impressed her deeply, the pious music of the sweet old hymns comforted her sore heart, and daily labor kept her cheerful in spite of herself. The neighbors wondered at the change that came over her, but she could not explain it, and no one knew that the three good spirits called love, labor, and hope were working their pleasant miracles. Six long months went by, and no one ever thought of seeing Ben again. No one but his little son, who still watched for him here, and his wife, who waited to meet him hereafter. One bright spring day something happened. The house was as tidy as ever, the wheel hummed briskly as Hetty sang softly to herself with a cheerful face, though there were white hairs among the brown, and her eyes had a thoughtful, absent look at times. Dandelion, more chubby and cheery than ever, sat at her feet, with the sunshine making a golden glory of his yellow hair, as he tried his new boat in the tub of water his mother kept for her little sailor, or tugged away with his fat fingers at a big needle which he was trying to pull through a bit of cloth, intended for a sail. The faithful little soul had not forgotten his father, but had come to the conclusion that the reason his boats never prospered was because they hadn't large enough sails, so he was intent on rigging a new boat lately given to him, with a sail that could not fail to waft Ben safely home. With his mouth puckered up, his downy eyebrows knit, and both hands pulling at the big needle, he was so wrapped in his work that he did not mind the stopping of the wheel when Hetty fell into a reverie, thinking of the happy time when she and Ben should meet again. Sitting so, neither heard a step come softly over the sand, neither saw an eager brown face peering at the door, and neither knew for a minute that Ben was watching them, with a love and longing in his heart that made him tremble like a woman. Dandelion saw him first, for as he pulled his thread through with a triumphant jerk, the small sailmaker lost his balance, tumbled over, and lay staring up at the tall man with his blue eyes so wide open they looked as if they should never shut again. All of a sudden he shouted with a joyful shout, "'Daddy's tummin!' And the next instant vanished, ship and all, in the arms of the man who wore the rough jacket. Over went the spinning wheel as Hetty vanished likewise, and for a time there was nothing but sobbing and kissing and clinging, and thanking heaven for its kindness to them. When they grew quieter, and Ben got into his old chair, with his wife on one knee and his boy on the other, he told them how he was wrecked in the gale, picked up by an outward-bound ship, and only able to get back after months of sickness and delay. "'My Bodie fetched him,' said Dandelion, feeling that everything had turned out just as he expected. "'So it did, my precious. Leastways, your faith helped. I haven't a doubt,' cried Hetty, 
hugging the curly-headed prophet close, as she told Ben all that had happened. Ben didn't say much, but a few great tears rolled down the rough blue jacket, as he looked from the queer sail with his two big stitches to the little son, whose love he firmly believed had kept him safe through many dangers and brought him home at last. When the fine new boat was built, no one thought it strange that Ben named it Dandelion. No one laughed at the little sail which always hung over the fireplace in the small house, and long years after, when Ben was an old man, and sat by the door with his grandchildren on his knee, the story which always pleased them best was that which ended with the funny words, Daddy's coming soon. End of chapter 5